0: Seattle
1: same old same old I guess have you um, left your house no well define when like since we
0: last talked
1: since we last talked um I want to say yes although don't quote me on it because who knows anymore really the days
0: are blurring together so much that you can't remember
1: they're blurring together and I, I guess I've just been trying to be content with as small a space as possible, uh, have been trying not to track things like <laughs> what day it is or what time it is or, mm-hmm. you know, um what what it says on the scale, which is shocking, or or what have you. Um just so that I think I can feel a lot more content if I if I stop <laughs> using these um arbitrary, you know, metrics for a successful life like human interaction and feeling the skin the sun on my skin
0: <laughs> I got that I got that well no we worries. had we had a tornado uh scare here oh, in Atlanta god. the other day.
1: what yeah, was until, that like?
0: um it didn't really come to where my part of town was, but I had some friends that had to like shelter in place while sheltering in place, Legit you know, shelter like, in place. yeah like go in the closet and hide at oh my a. god and stuff like that um did, did you but, hear like,
1: sirens? do they have those there?
0: They had they had some kind of like warning sirens at different parts of town. Um, but luckily, everyone I know uh, made it out safely, and I think there there were there were some misfortunes, but um, I don't think anything within Atlanta proper.
1: Okay, so, that's good.
0: I guess, yeah, but I mean, anyway, so we didn't go outside that day.
1: No, that's good. I'm very glad to hear that that was the one day that you chose. To, to hunker down when i was a kid uh, i lived in i lived in tulsa for 3 years um oh oklahoma has it,
0: like tornadoes all the time right it's like
1: called tornado alley yeah and uh it was the i was i've never been more afraid of anything in my entire life than i was from ages i want to say 10 to i don't know 30 31 32 <laughs> um, my fear of tornadoes has Never really faded. And hearing that siren, man, it's just that just like puts such a chill down my spine. I'm sorry you had to do that. I didn't realize that that, that had happened in, in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- I think we made it out all right. Like I, tornadoes hit Nashville a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that was really bad. Um, that tore up a lot of Germantown area and stuff like that. And we 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 were just there me and all my friends had just been traveling like for a Atlanta United match away match up there. And uh, we were all having a great time in Nashville. Everyone was so nice. We partied and just had great memories of like being there. Mm -hmm. And the next day,
1: the tornado was
0: like, yeah, like we got home one sleep later and just everything. Like we went to eat burgers at this place after the game. That place does not exist anymore.
1: Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Jeez. I know. One crisis at a time, folks. I cannot <laughs> these, this cannot be yeah, found. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's just a lot to handle. It's a lot, it's a to, lot handle to handle these days. But let's uh let's talk about something fun.
1: Sure. Okay, well let's talk about a really fun thing, which is how um I have gotten very carried away with retail therapy lately. Um I don't know about you, but like a month ago when this all started to really start, I was very much in the mentality of like don't spend any money, don't spend any money at all, uh which is unfortunate for the economy obviously, but the deal is we're all afraid of spending money for a reason. And so I was I was doing really good on that for a long time. I mean, I I was shocked at how much money i was able to save and then you know you have one too many glasses of wine
0: <laughs>
1: box wine i should say saving money on the wine as well and the next thing you know um you know you've got like shopping carts open on like 18 different websites and you justify it by saying that you're helping the economy but like i don't know what i've done have you done anything well, like that
0: <laughs> when when the direct deposit hits and You're kind of feeling a little down. There's a tornado blowing through the city, and you're, uh, you kind of just need a pick me up. So, yeah. So, the answer is yes. I, I kind of went berserker this week. Berserker. Yeah. I, I had been doing, like yourself, I tightened the purse strings and just was not spending money, like just on a budget. But then I was like, you know what? I really need these sneakers. Right. And, and I I also need these sneakers.
1: Right. Cause if you're going to get one pair.
0: And I I also got this email about this sweatshirt I've always wanted and now it's on sale. So let me get that too. Uh Uh-huh. And then, um, I basically have, this is terrible, but I've had like one or two packages come to the house every day for the last four days.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, but Hey, it's, sometimes it's the little things being a hedonist here and there goes a long way. And so wait, I, are you, um, are you, disinfecting I will justify pack? this. Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Yes. I am disinfecting the packages. We don't bring them inside, Disin, open them, disinfect all the packaging and throw it away. Okay. Outside. No, recycle. I recycle. Sure. Sure. And then, uh bring the clothes inside. And uh, most of them I've kind of given like a little bit of, uh, laundry rinse, like a like mm-hmm. delicate cycle or something. And this is not a flex that sure. I have a lot, la- a washing machine. Okay, it's not <laughs> flex. but Larry um,
1: going on about his appliances again. Last time it was the dishwasher, this
0: time it's the washing machine. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I've been trying to be safe about that, but I keep justifying these purchases in that these are all comfy house clothes, these are stay at home mm-hmm. clothes. And I, I just need more athleisure in my life if this is going to be my life for the foreseeable future.
1: Right. No, that's a good point. I'm I'm not shaming you. I think it makes sense. I was going to buy uh, a pair of heels, which, you know, I don't need to be told that that's in wildly impractical. Um, you know, they weren't even heels. They were clogs. And, you know, if there's one thing I have learned as a person who lives in a four story building with all hardwood floors is that a clogging neighbor is on a, not a good line. neighbor. It's not a good neighbor, but, uh, yeah, so I bought, I, I, I bought some, I bought some dishes because my reasoning was, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with my own cooking so much more and it's not awesome all the time. It's really not. Um, but a, a can of Trader Joe's chili, I think is going to taste a lot better in like a beautiful, Handmade Bowl.
0: Oh, it's all about presentation. Right. For sure. That was
1: also on crazy sale because everything's on crazy sale these days.
0: I've been watching a lot of uh, Bon Appetit uh, YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. And um, been getting inspired to like they had this one episode about pantry pasta and just kind of like making what's in the house. Right. Like you don't go out and buy special ingredients. You just kind of make the best with what you have. And All of their test kitchen chefs are in their homes these days and just like we are. And so they they all kind of just made something out of their pantry. And I got inspired and I made something. And I plated it really nicely. Okay, see. The presentation was was awesome. And I think it was much better to do that, much better for the mental than to just eat it directly out of the pan. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to love yourself more than eating directly out of the pan. Yeah. I fully believe that. Well, I'm glad to know that I'm not alone in this. Um, And I'm I'm curious to hear more of what you're cooking. Maybe one time we should do an episode that's just like...
0: Food. Larry and Kate's, well, I'm sure we'll be. You know, Biggie's. Sure we'll be, this is this is a local or podcast. We're going to be talking about food.
1: <laughs> okay. Good. 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 All right. All right. That sounds good. um Well, we're also going to be talking about uh, a whole number of things that are helping us stay sane, also stay inspired, and stay in touch with one another which is why we're really excited. Um, I think I speak for both of us to be about to sit down and chat with Mr. Justin Timothy Temple. Uh, he is one of our longtime community members out of Baltimore, Maryland. And he is a yoga instructor. He's a yoga practicer. And he is just a, he's a, he's an old soul. It, it, talking to him is a real comfort. Um, I think I could listen to him talk about most anything because of the sort of just soothing presence that, that I think he undeniably has, but I think especially during these times, he's a great resource. Um, Mm -hmm. I certainly am excited for it. And everything he says is like
0: with intention. Yes. Um, and I just feel wiser for having listened to him speak.
1: Perfect. Yeah, a certain je ne sais quoi for your afternoon. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get on over and speak with Justin here in just a minute. But before we do so, just to remind everybody, this is Larry and Kate from Localer, as we hope you know. And if you want to reach out to us, if you want to um, talk to us about the podcast, if you have a question you want us to answer on it, or if you have somebody you want us to interview, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We're at Localer on Instagram. I'm at kate.smithson on instagram and kate at localer.com is my email address uh, kate is with a c
0: and i'm at larry luke l-u-k with no e at the end um, and you can reach me at larry at localer.com and with that uh let's uh give justin a call yeah let's do it <laughs>
2: How's it going? Hey, Justin. Good.
1: Hi. Um. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for taking part in one of the first ever episodes of Staycation by Localer. Yeah.
2: I'm like super touched that you would even reach out to me. So like the the pleasure, the honor, it's all mine.
0: Well. Oh man, you've that... been such a great Localer for a for, uh, handful of years with us. Yeah. We love uh, elevating your content and love talking to you. So well, that's favorite. really
2: appreciated.
0: You needed
2: to
0: you needed to be amplified.
2: So we wanted to talk to you first, man. Well
1: thank so, you. Uh where are you where are you speaking to us from right now? You're in Baltimore in your apartment? Yeah, I'm
2: in Baltimore in my apartment. because um, COVID's a thing. Um so <laughs> just trying to stay out of these streets as much as possible.
1: Yeah, how's that been going? Uh not too bad.
2: Um, you know, as best as one can, can hope to try to approach this thing. I'm I'm pretty lucky in the fact that um you know, I'm, I'm in a place where I, I have everything that I need. So I'm taking that and, you know, counting my blessings every morning mm-hmm. <laughs> when I wake up and everything's, you know, as it is. Masks are definitely a thing and increasingly so, um, as time goes on. Um, and then the streets are pretty empty. Um, the only- Do you live like in
0: the downtown area?
2: Uh, kind of midtown. Um, so there's kind of the downtown area where the harbor is. I don't know if you're familiar, but then a little bit north of that, probably about a mile or two, um, is where I'm at. So I'm around the corner from actually the original Washington Monument. Um, oh no! Yeah, the one. In school us on just, that.
0: What's that all about?
2: <laughs> yeah, the it's a funny story. But if I and I'm probably butchering this. Um, but I believe um, you know they built this monument for George Washington, um, kind of as a one a tribute and two he was. They wanted to bury him there, um, <laughs> in, like <laughs> at the base of the monument, um, and then he was like, "No," and then they tried <laughs> to do it again in D.C. And they were like, no. You, it um, sounds
1: like he's being buried alive in this scenario for like how yeah, I, I he's posing.
2: I think they they just really wanted his body like enshrined in like one of the monuments, and like that just didn't happen. <laughs> so gotcha. so now we have one, and DC has one. Um, yeah, it's an interesting little little tidbit.
1: Huh. Right.
0: <laughs> so um, how are you staying inspired uh, throughout these times?
2: Yeah, it's t- it's tough because like I. For me, a lot of my inspiration comes from, like, teaching and the interactions that I have with the community that we built um, within our yoga program. Um, so, like, the best that we're doing is still holding our classes every morning, but um, we're doing it via a Google Hangout. So it's every morning it's a group of us, um, the same group that practices every day at the studio, in person, IRL. Um, we're in a giant chat and we're practicing together. We're just all in separate places. Um, so it's really nice to still be able to connect in that way, but like, really I'm missing like those interactions in that day to day and, and running into everybody and, you know, just kind of being a part of their life and, uh, in hopefully what I, I imagine is a meaningful way.
0: Yeah. We've all had a little bit of experience with, uh, virtual workouts and, hangouts and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I guess it does still provide a little bit of structure to the day to day.
1: What kind of yoga classes do you teach, Justin?
2: Uh, I teach a style of yoga called Ashtanga. Um, and so specifically it's a Mysore style, which means you come in and you practice on your own. Um, so kind of the framework of that is you learn a set sequence of postures and then over time, um, the work that we would do to kind of get you familiar with those postures, you would become pretty independent. You would practice them on your own. Um, and then I'm in the room to provide guidance and assistance um, and feedback really. Um, and then support you as you kind of deepen your experience in those postures. How does that yeah.
0: work what, like through, through the internet?
2: Uh, yeah. So <laughs> two ways. One, everybody's just practicing on their own. So there's not a lot of feedback. Um, And then once a week right now, we have a Zoom group um, that's a little bit more limited. Maybe about 10 people can do that at a time because you can only watch so many bodies um, do like kind of the little tiled screens. Um, And then we're able to provide feedback that way.
1: Interesting. It's a a unique uh, opportunity specifically for Mysore style yoga. It sounds like to be doing it from home because on the one hand, it's great that you are, it's sort of an independent study. So the fact that you're um, remote from everybody else might not be as much of a hindrance, you know, you're not like being cued on a flow, I would think. And so it's not as important, like about, you know, the technological difficulties that might get in the way aren't as big of an issue in that style of workout as they are perhaps in, in a um, like, more traditional vinyasa flow type of class but also yeah, i'm imagining that's, that's... that you have to like do you have to be like in the middle of the zoom like okay larry larry uh you need to bend your knees a little bit more
2: yeah it's it's a lot like that right um yeah. and so like there's, there's the whole technical thing where you have to like kind of adapt and you know when you make a comment to somebody you have to be very specific about who you're talking to because everybody <laughs> will look. Um, and so it's a real thing, but it's it's you know it's making the most of what we got, right? Um and it's it's kind of approaching what I told students right when we were kind of on the precipice of the studio uh closing down before um you know kind of the stay at home orders was everything that we're doing when we practice is preparing us for this insofar Mm -hmm. as... um, Dang, that's so wise. I (laughs) mean, I had to say something. (laughs) Sure. So, you know, like we're we're just trying to approach everything that we possibly can do with as much equanimity as possible and just be as strategic and clear-headed even in, like, you know, the most unsure of scenarios. Um, And so... I think that's what we're doing and we're just trying to be as thoughtful and accommodating um, to one, everybody's practice. Um, But then to, you know, to ourselves as well and making sure that we're not biting off more than we can chew as teachers Um, in the same respects that we're trying to provide and hold space for everybody else.
1: Sounds like a tall order.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Um, You know, we, we weren't, Exactly, planning on this about, you know, 28 days ago. So, no. Every day is a kind of a new um, approach and and just kind of making a plan around how ever things are showing up. Yeah. Do you have any advice for?
0: anyone that might be kind of having a hard time with social distancing right now or living alone and just kind of like maybe going a little bit of stir crazy like what what would you say to those
2: people oh man um that's a really good question and i'm like i said earlier i'm like pretty lucky that i don't have that as like my direct experience right um so anything that i say isn't coming from a place of like 100% 100% familiarity with that as a thing but what i do think is is it, you have an opportunity to do is find all the ways that you can make connections with people um you know it, it, to the best you can um and and be as thoughtful and, and unrelenting and you know be aware of exactly what you need and then make that a priority and don't settle for anything less in this moment because otherwise you know, you're just not going to get what's going to get you through to the next day. So if you need to talk to somebody, do it, like don't feel like you're bothering them or, or, you know, anything like that, just prioritize your needs and then be very specific about um, fulfilling them. Yeah, I found that, you know, Anyone I need to talk to, usually they're available because we have nothing but time. <laughs> everybody has. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of us do have. Um, That's true. You know, some time on our hands.
0: Yeah, we're Why blessed not?
2: to have that that
0: time to fill with yeah. whatever, whatever pursuits we want to fill them with. Um, have you been like diving into anything like to kind of fill the time, new hobbies or anything like that?
2: Yeah, um, it's funny. I keep bringing this up to, um, people that ask, but it's an interesting thing, um, that I found more ways to express my yoga practice, um, with having a little bit of extra time now. Um, and so how that's showing up is I'm, uh, trying to study, uh, mantras in Sanskrit, uh, which is a very challenging thing. Um, because one, I don't have a native tongue for it. And two, I don't. Um, you know, I've never really prioritized that, um, all things considered. So it's been really interesting to find a way to layer something else on top of a physical yoga practice. Um, and then try to just relate the experience that I have of practicing in one way and then apply those learnings in practicing in a different way. Um, yeah. and hopefully it's something that I can keep up once things, you know, kind of, I don't want to say go back to normal because I don't necessarily believe in that as a praxis, but I've been saying
0: once this is all over.
2: Yeah. Once we, once we move to whatever the next stage is, right. Um, You know, it'll be be different to see what um, we keep uh, with all of this and what we decide we don't need.
1: Well, I've been kind of curious about, um, about what that would entail for you if you're, if you're, going into the mantras and into the Sanskrit, is that affecting your concept of of setting an intention for each class and how you structure that? And then how you, you know, actually suggest people implement that in their daily life and not just mm. on the mat?
2: That's a really interesting question. And I haven't thought about that so much just because all of this is so new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had to give an answer to that, I don't know if I would writ large say, okay, in all of my classes here forth, I'm chanting, right? Um, and in the MySport practice, there is a little bit of chanting. Um, very, very small bit comparatively um, to how much chanting you could possibly do, right? In a given um, framework. Mm-hmm. But for like... I would say I would recommend it to anybody that's looking to um, experience some sense of self-study. It it is an opportunity to deepen your relationship with your practice in a, in a certain kind of way. Um, And so while I don't necessarily think I would ever be teaching it um, for a lot of reasons, right? Like it's, Um, one, not necessarily my culture to teach. Um, I'm not as immersed in that at all. I'm very much a a student. And as far as I'm concerned, a PERMA student in that, right. Um, and I'm not learning formally either. Um, so for things like that, where I think the pronunciation of things are actually pretty important to, um, the overall, uh, correctness of the experience, I think, um, the learning would be better administered from somebody else um, mm. as far as I could see. Um, yeah, I think that's that's how I'm thinking about it
1: right now. Sure. Um, that makes sense. So has this whole experience, though, has it changed your your practice, your approach at all in a way that um, you know you can you're sort of noticing increasingly?
2: Uh, In the last few weeks, I think what I have noticed is it's softened my physical yoga practice in a way, right? Um, Because I am anchoring this to my practice, but I'm doing it beforehand. So I'll wake up first thing in the morning and I'll practice mantras and then I'll um, work on a little bit of breathing practice. And then by the time I'm ready to do my yoga practice, I'm not so... I don't want to say aggressive, but I'm not so as concerned with um, doing so much, right? Because um, mm-hmm. before I I could easily get on my mat and, and try to work on every single thing that I could possibly want to do um, and spend a couple hours doing it, right? But I've given myself an opportunity to one, uh, sit with myself for a bit of time before I even get to that place. Um, and so by the time I you know, step on my mat and take my first breath. I'm, I'm in a place where like, I feel I've accomplished a good amount. And then what's left is just really whatever I need for that day, particularly. Um, and you know, whether that's a 45 minute practice or an hour and a half, um, whether that's more basic asanas, whether that's a more quote unquote advanced practice, Mm -hmm. um, I usually leave that up to how I'm feeling in that moment. I don't, I used to really try to strategize what my weeks would look like and like have little projects for myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm really allowing myself the opportunity to just get on the mat, understand what it is I need right now um, on that day and, and just do that and then be okay with that being
1: it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this is a unique time for the fact that at least, you know, as far as I can see my impressions of, of, you know, my community and, and also my country is that we are really bad about being gentle with ourselves and bad about mm-hmm. being forgiving for not, you know, just going from zero to 60 in every endeavor possible. And right now yeah. we're all sort of, I think, doing this this dance or succeeding in fits and starts of just being kind to ourselves when it comes to physical challenges or mental challenges and anything to really quell the anxiety. Whether that's um, you know not putting so much a strain on your on your physical practice or letting yourself uh, you know maybe eat some things that you don't normally eat. And it's yeah. a um, it's a dance between like you know um, I think disciplining yourself and 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 shaming yourself for taking that um, level of. Like giving yourself that much slack, and and then also remembering that these are trying times, and and if you know if what we all need is just, um, you know, a, a little bit of sympathy, weight. I don't think there's think anything wrong with yeah. that.
0: We have to adjust our expectations. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. going to have to push. I mean, these are unique times. This, this has never happened before in our lives. Yeah. No. And we're we're all going to change from this. So. And to me,
2: it, it's very much like and this is like a little bit of armchair psychology, right? I I can't propose to know whether or not this is true, but it feels true. But it seems like we're all going through a collective trauma with all of this, right? Like Mm. the the assault that we have. Prolonged too, right? That's a very, very good point. And it's like, the last thing we need is to batter our own selves in a way that we're being battered with information and particularly like really hard to digest information. Um, And so I think any way that you can preserve any little bit of peace you have for yourself is probably to your best interest. So whether that's, you know, being on the couch and being lazy or or not feeling like you need to, um, you know, do the absolute most with your time. I think all of it's okay. Whatever the experience is for you as the individual that, like, makes you feel best in this scenario, I think is the right course to take. So.
0: Yeah. There's no right way to come out of this.
2: No, no. And, and we're all different and we all have like a wide range of experiences and we have not only a wide range of experiences like in this, but a wide range of experiences leading up to this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like everything that we've done and everything we've dealt with up until the moment that this happened informs how our experience of this is. And so I think being able to take note of that and, and, Proceed accordingly and and as gently as possible is probably, um, you know, going to be more beneficial in the long run. Uh, certainly for how w- we are when we exit out of whatever this period of time is going to be. Has
0: totally. your has your um, physical space like your home have you has it transformed any since you've been? Forced to stay at home for twenty eight days, like how? Mm-hmm.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, fortunately, no, um, not so much. Uh, the main area of our apartment is um, a little bit more of an open concept, so like, thankfully, um, I haven't. We haven't had to move too much stuff around when I teach. Um, I've taught a couple of like live classes um, on Instagram, and so like the dining room table will move out of the way just because that's like the widest area. Mm-hmm. Um, but by and large, when I practice in the morning, it's, it's right by my work or by the work desk, I should say. Um, I don't want to claim singular property over anything in here. Um, (laughs) and it's, um, yeah, like I said before, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in the fact that like the most dramatic change is that I brought some plants back from my office. Um, and so they're taking up some room. So that's, that's how my space has changed. So like, I can't complain. I won't. Uh, Um, you know, like it's having more plants is like the the least of any concern. Actually, that's a happy thing. It (laughs) is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and I hope that, uh, folks listening will take the time to, uh, pay your Instagram a visit because there's some shots of your living room as I imagine it looks now. And it looks like a, just like a, Plant oasis. I mean, oh, so it, it's like I can hear like a macaw soaring overhead <laughs> when I look at the the like incredible plantscape you've got going on in there. Yeah,
2: my partner and I we're really proud of them. We really you should are. be. They're beautiful. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of good work, and you know, a little bit of heartache when when some don't make it. So oh yeah, well it's the whole you gave,
1: range. You gave them as. You know, as much chance as, as anybody could have. That's what I like to think when I when I kill a plant. Like, well, he, he lived a really good life. You know, Aww. two years is pretty good, right?
2: Yeah. Do yeah. you name your plants? All every single one of them.
1: What? Every let's hear single. some of the faves.
2: Um. It, see, so I have a system where, like, I try to suggest names that are somewhat relative to the plant. So, like, for example, we have a um, snake plant that has gold uh, edges around the side of it, so we've named it Goldie. Um, The Monstera is Manny, so using some alliteration. Um, What else is there? The Pothos Vines, they're Vincent and Vinny. Cute. Just just some mnemonic devices to try to keep everything straight.
1: I had a fern I named Lil Sebastian, but it died.
2: (laughs) We had a fern that uh, died too. Its name was Ferdinand.
1: Okay. Well, so that's, that's, that's on brand. That's good. Well, yeah, so, yeah. and, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the, the struggles of, of um, you know, going through what we're all collectively experiencing right now and, um, you know, and comparing it or, or calling it what it is, which is a, a sort of collective trauma, but there's also some, you know, there's bright spots. I like to they think are
2: spots. there's a
1: lot of things that we can't do right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there are a lot of things that we can't do normally that we get to do right now. Um, So what, what are like the fun spots? Is there anything that you're really have been enjoying? You've been doing some cooking, you've been enjoying like naps or um, any, any, anything in that that, regard?
2: (laughs) I'm a Capricorn, so I don't think I can nap. Oh, okay. (laughs) they bred that Um, out of you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see what fun things. I mean, I really enjoy just the opportunity to like have some space in a weird way Um, because normally or at least previously I I felt so busy um, and I felt like I was like always in and out of the apartment um, most days during the week. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to be home and it's nice to be home um, and to not really feel the obligation of having to be somewhere at a particular time um, yeah. just because there, there was a lot going on. Um, and for a little bit, there wasn't. And so now I have an opportunity to really think about um, what in all of that was super important and what wasn't. And like, you know, I can make some decisions uh, moving forward about being a little bit more thoughtful with my time, um, with work, with, um teaching with, you know, the ways that I am kind of sharing the practice and, and which ways are most important for me to share the practice and which ways are most important for me to experience and practice um, and to make sure that I always have time to, you know, show for myself just as much as I always say that I do and just hold true to that um, beyond all else.
1: Well, Sounds like a really of, poetic way of saying that I'm going to cancel more plans. Like, in a <laughs> like well, if, no. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't
2: try to make a lot of plans. Like if, if that doesn't sound too weird, right? Like when the weekend comes, my, my favorite thing is when I don't have things scheduled on a Saturday or Sunday, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's kind of my time. And, that's that's my space to not have something um going on. So yeah, it, it's just nice to um kind of have that be the normal um right now and to be in a position um where I can have that be the normal right now. Uh I'm I'm super grateful for. Um so yeah, it, it's it's not so much um, canceling more plans, but it's, it's being appreciative uh, more so about the space that I have when I, when inevitably I won't have as much. So thinking forward and daydreaming
0: a little bit when this is all over, tell us about some of your favorite places in Baltimore that you can't wait to experience all over again.
2: I, 100% 100% absolutely miss going to my friend Chris's coffee shop. It's called Sophomore. It's about, I don't know, a mile or two up the road. Um But, man, every time you go in there, it's just like a homecoming. <laughs> it's like, you know, everybody behind the, the counter, and they're friends of yours. And inevitably, as you're waiting for your coffee, like three or four people that you know from somewhere um will walk in, and you... You know, you're just catching up with so many people. Um, and, like, for me, that place has been, and it's only been open for a year, that place has been probably the most, like, a hub of kind of the disparate parts of community that I have been a part of um, in the city. And it's just really wonderful to, to be in that spot. Um, it, it just feels pretty special um, because the people that own it, run it, work there, and visit there are all pretty special. Um, I really want to get back to uh, Le Comptoir du Vin, which is a restaurant opened by some friends. Um,
1: Can you repeat that name? What was that?
2: Uh, Le Comptoir du Vin. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful little restaurant. Um, they have the best Lentils I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that's um, high praise. The bread is, is quite amazing. Um, the people also who own it are lovely. Um, uh, there's a, a small brewery that friends own on the other side of town that's really lovely. What's it called? Um, it's called Suspended. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: And so, like, I think the through line through all of these places are that I'm just really excited to get back and see the people that I know. Um, sure. and to me, that's the most important is to, you know, looking forward that they're going to be okay, that, you know, their places are still going to be open and that I'm going to be able to help support them, um, you know, as little as I can through this, but then, you know, once we're all on the other side to, you know, be able to walk through the door and give them a big hug, I think it's going to be probably I the thing I'm looking forward to the most. The hugs are
0: going to hit different
2: after <laughs> this. It's, it's, oh my God, you're telling me. <laughs>
1: i mean i I don't even like to allow myself to to think of such a thing just because I don't want to you know who knows how long it's going to be before yeah. to each other um well, what about travels Are you thinking of did you did you have to cancel any trips um uh, in the there curve? was a,
2: there was a trip to Boston that my partner and I were thinking about uh i say thing that we were taking um in may that's uh on the shelf um but other than that, nothing really um solidified so like we were lucky that we didn't have to do too many logistical reshuffling Mm -hmm. of uh, airfare or um, accommodations anywhere
1: well that's good where are you gonna go though when when you can any place (laughs) kind of top in the list right now
2: um we always have a list right um i think our number one place that well i don't want to say number one i don't want to speak for anybody but uh, you know (laughs) the places that that we really want to go to um and i think that we're probably going to prioritize um one day uh in the next year or two is a trip to japan i think is like the biggest thing um both of us want to do morocco has also been something that's really been big on the list um a place we both wanted to go to um and i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's called the Faroe islands oh yeah yeah like that's a a really interesting sort of
1: um Are, are those in norway I think so. <laughs> um,
2: it's it's like so off the grid in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think um, those are, are opportunities that, that could really present themselves. And I have a lot of friends that are in, um, I'm thinking of one friend in particular that we just uh, spoke to pretty recently, but Norway specifically um, would be a very nice place to get to as well.
1: I think that's it. It's a good, it's a good list. Not in
2: the winter too, too much nighttime. Um, So that probably would have to wait at the very minimum a year. But yeah, you know, that's another thing I think is like not taking for granted the opportunity to like be in places um, is, is really something that I think we're all going to have kind of on the other side of this
1: there to dream bud. <laughs> yeah fingers crossed over there well um well hey we're going to let you get out of here pretty quick here but uh curious to know where you want folks to find you um
2: yeah so, Online, right talk now, about
1: when we, if we can take your yoga class, if that's an option. Yeah,
2: so the long-term thing that I have set up right now is opportunities to practice with me one-on-one um, in real time online. And so class information for that can be found on my website, justintimothytemple.com. Um, and then, uh, you know, all the other miscellaneous nonsense, uh, you can find it on my Instagram at justintimothytemple.
1: Awesome. Great. Uh, well, thanks again for spending some time with us. Thanks no, for sharing
0: thank you. you guys are the best. Thanks yeah. so much, Justin. Let's uh, let's do this again soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Great. All right. Okay. Talk, Talk to soon. you later. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys.